Welcome to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. I'm your life coach, Jessica Dumas. I'm a professional speaker and coach who empowers women everywhere to use their voice to take up space and change the world. My goal is to help you speak with clarity and confidence while giving you practical guidance and tools by sharing real life experiences of overcoming. So turn up the volume and grab a pen. You're gonna wanna write this down. Hey, my favorite listener, welcome back to the Confidence and Communication and Intuition Podcast. Are you happy and do you know what you want? Even though those seem like they should be fairly simple questions, those are questions that I find that really knock people off their seat. And I have to admit, I know I'm not a normal person. Like I've created a life as a life coach, which means I had no choice if I wanted to be good at what I did, is I had to fully immerse myself in the work that I'm doing, which means that I got to allow myself to get addicted to self-development. And it was always something that was so important to me, right? Like, quote, self-help books, (laughs) all of that sort of stuff. It was just like, I'm doing what I was meant to do. And I'm blessed for that. I'm, I I don't like to say I'm really lucky because I worked really fucking hard to get here, but it wasn't easy. It was a lot of hard work. It was a lot of crying. It was a lot of feeling like I'm a loser. I'm a failure. I'm stupid. I'm unworthy. I felt a lot of that shit a lot of time. And today I feel really good, but my heart is in a place where I want to know for others, are you happy? Do you know what you want out of your life? Because many of us, and as a coach who's quite active on social media, I get DMs often. I'm having chats often with people who are wondering if they should be hiring a life coach. If I am the confidence and communication coach that they want to work with, but here's the thing. So you're in the middle of your journey, right? We're, we're all in the middle of it. We're in the smack dab middle of something, whatever that might be. Our career, a career change, school, right? Maybe we're working on PhD or master's. We're parents. Maybe we want to travel the world. Maybe we're starting a business. Maybe we're in the midst of a business and we're transitioning out of that business. Maybe we have a brand new goal, a brand new relationship. Who knows, right? You're in the middle of your journey and sometimes it's not even your first journey. Maybe it's your second or your third. Like maybe for you, this career or this relationship or this stage that you're in, like you're just, you're in a new one. And because of change and change is the only constant thing. So keep that in mind. (laughs) Life is always, always changing. And there are times that we can feel really sure about something, really sure about a decision, really sure about our relationship or business or career. And then there are other times that we're just not really sure about it. Maybe we've hit a dead end or we're just in a pit that just makes us feel kind of uncertain and we just don't really know what is it that we want? What is it that we're doing? And like, what the hell is this whole life thing about? And sometimes you just feel like you are on a plateau and you don't know how to make sense of it all. And, you know, have you ever said these words? I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want for a career. I don't know if I want to be with this person. I don't know what I want. 
So that's something that I hear from time to time. I have conversations and, you know, if someone's really open to having that conversation, because not everyone is. So that's also really important. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably are okay to say, yep, you know, I think or have felt that at some point. And, you know, how the hell do I get out of this rut? So I want to share a little bit about my experience and give you some of my advice. And I want to give you some tips on getting out of the rut. And I think one of the reasons that we stay in the rut, one of the reasons why we prolong the rut is because we're afraid to fail. And the fear of failure can have lots of causes. It comes from our childhood. It comes from trauma. It comes from obstacles. It comes from all the times in class where we're just doing something we thought was just a normal thing. And we were embarrassed or humiliated. Maybe we made a mistake and we know that it was clearly a mistake. Maybe we weren't that young, right? Mistakes happen. It's okay. But it's important to realize that we always have a choice. So from this moment on, and from this moment on, and from this moment on, we always have a choice and we can choose to continue to hold on to that fear of failure, or we can choose to take the next step. And so that's what I want to be able to walk you through in this episode. And this can be in so many different areas of your life. Here's an example, one of the most Uh, recent relatable examples that I could share is I've recently started the gym and I've been talking about joining the gym for about a year and yeah there was COVID and there was you know rules and all that shit but I like to be fit I like to work out but I was working out in my basement for the last like five or six years and for the most part like I had some really good workouts a lot of the times But there were also times where I knew for sure, like, this is slack. (laughs) I'm getting fuck all done. And, you know, like I needed to get my ass to the gym. I was (laughs) afraid to join the gym. So once, of course, it came time where I was able to um, join the gym because of restrictions, etc. I didn't know what the hell to do in the gym. I was embarrassed. And that really came from like any time when I was young, I was made fun of by my brothers or my uncles. And which was a lot, you know, like when I was a kid, I just wanted to be loved and supported just like every other kid. But I was ridiculed often, 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 often. And so I felt like if I went out and I did something and someone saw me, I'm going to look stupid. There's stupid things about me. I look like a goof. I'm an idiot. All of these things would come to my head. And so I was thinking like, I don't want to go to the gym because I don't want to make a fool of myself. I'm going to look stupid. I'm going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was afraid of failing. And so because of that fear, I had a lot of stress and anxiety about going to the gym. And so I pushed back the idea of joining the gym longer than I had to. And I mean, whatever. It is what it is. It's no big deal. It's fine. That's just a simple example of the way that we hold ourselves back because of fear. But this can happen at home in different things. You know, when you want to make changes in your relationship, it can happen at school, in the workplace. But when we have a fear that if we do something, we're going to fail, then we're easier sucked into isolation to ourselves. And this is like, it really holds us back and it can make us lonely. It can make us sad and depressed. It can increase anxiety. So the conversation that I want to switch this to is how do we stop being afraid of failure? So the reason we're not doing a thing and tell me if I'm wrong, feel free to reach out to me. 
how can I stop being afraid of failing? Because that's my fear. So I'm going to give you some tips. How many do I have here? I have five, uh, seven. I have seven things. So the first one is clarity. I love clarity. Clarity is super good and helpful. And in everything that you do, clarity is the very first thing. So first of all, give yourself permission to answer the question without repercussion. What I mean by that is allow yourself to daydream without limits, daydream with no rules. And just for now, I'm going to ask you to play and give yourself permission to play. And the question is, what do I want? What do I want to do with my life? What do I want? So number one is clarity and asking that question. What do I want? Give yourself permission without repercussion to answer that question. Take your time with this. So that's the first thing. Allow yourself to just answer that question. So number two, what is failure actually? Okay, so (laughs) forgive yourself for things that you didn't finish the way that you wanted. So I think at times we look back and we think about different things that we didn't do. We didn't finish it the way that we wanted, so we failed. But that's bullshit. Forgive yourself for things that you didn't finish the way that you had wanted to. It's okay. We're on a journey You're safe. This is life. No one is holding that against you except for yourself. And if someone is, then you got to get rid of that negativity. You have to, (laughs) yeah, take it from me. Let go of the toxic relationships. Uh, (laughs) I'm half joking, but mostly serious. But you are the one that is holding that against you. And it's okay not to finish everything. It's okay to restart. It's okay to move on. It's okay to let go. This is part of the process. So what is failure actually? Have a look at that question. The third thing that I'm going to invite you to do is to redefine what is success. So give yourself permission again, right? Lots of compassion and permission for ourselves throughout a a loving transformational process. Give yourself permission to redefine what success means to you. And again, I'm going to ask this question, advice from me. What makes you happy? I think when I was young growing up, I was probably asked in high school, what does success mean to you? I don't know what the hell. It probably was like, get married, have a baby, uh, have a nice home. I don't know. Whatever the fuck they taught us in school and they wanted us to recite back was what I thought success was. But now I realize all of that's bullshit and I was only wanting it because it was what was fed to me. Not to say there's anything wrong with those things. But when you're redefining success, to me, I know now... It's that same question that I asked you in the first place is what makes you happy? Because that's what success is. And I think we got to go through some shit to realize that. But I realized the simplicity of that as a parent. So when my sons are not happy, I can tell by their energy. And uh, one of the things that took me years to learn is that when they're not happy, you just leave them alone and give them space. And, you know, with my oldest son, I used to kind of nag him. What's wrong? What can I do? And how can I make you happy? Because his energy was just like not happy. And I wanted him to be happy. And so when I say the simplicity as a parent, how I realized that, like this simple question as, as a parent, was that no matter what it is that they do with their lives... I just want them to be happy. So I don't care if they, you know, for example, I was taught growing up in school, like there's a certain way to dress for success, right? So if I look at my sons and they're not dressing for success the way that the message that I got when I was young, I don't care, right? Are they happy? Who cares about, you know, what it is, the way that they're dressing, the way that they want to 
wear their hair or if they want to do a job or an activity that, you know, maybe someone had made fun of, whatever. I don't care. Like, are you happy? And working with the one-on-one clients that I work with, what's happened in many of our lives is we're doing all of the successful things because that's what successful people do. But when we get there, we realize we're not really happy. So let's just ask ourselves that question to start off with. And what makes you happy? And then how do you get more of that in your life? And I believe it's possible. So I mean, you can't even have the conversation with me that it's not possible because it's going to be hard for me to slow, (laughs) slow my brain down to say like, what are you talking about? Because life should be about what makes you happy. So redefine success for yourself. What does success mean by you? Number four, the next thing is do something just for you. And by the way, in case no one told you, it's okay to do something that's just for you. So I know when it comes to religion and some traditions in families that if you're doing something for you, it's just like you're outright crazy because you have to put everyone else first before yourself, right? You have to put God first. You have to put the church first. You have to put your family first. You have to put your parents' goals for you first, right? And I mean... Not that I'm trying to say be disrespectful to anybody or anything, but what I think is missing is we don't get to hear the message that it's okay to do something just for you. But I don't believe in those other ways because no one is going to put you first. You have to do it. This is your life. You may have heard me say before that I believe that my life is between me and creator. I believe that your life is between you and creator. So you have to do it. And there were many times where as a parent, I felt guilty for putting myself first. For example, when I was exploring my uh, entrepreneurship journey, being a life coach and, you know, trying to find what kind of business that I could make money using my own skills and just being myself, I felt like a horrible parent because there were times where I wasn't making enough money. I didn't believe in myself and I wasn't making enough money. And so I wasn't able to buy my kids new shoes and new clothes because as young boys, like they were growing so fast and I had so much guilt because I didn't have enough money. There was a point where I didn't have enough money for rent. I didn't have enough money for food. I felt like a fucking terrible parent. So not that I'm recommending doing that, (laughs) but what was going on in my head, like there was such a fight because I didn't believe that I should be doing this for myself. Although, so I say that, that's one side of it. The other side was I believed that I could do it. It was the fight that was going on in my head. I believed that it's okay to do something for myself. I believed that if I put this time and energy and effort and compassion into myself, that I could do it and that I could have all of the things that I want. I could be who I wanted to be for my kids and for my community. So there was like, it was a huge fight in my head. I just need to throw in here. That's why you work with mentors. That's why you work with coaches because you learn from our mistakes. Spending time on myself and doing something just for me is the best thing that I could have ever done in my life because I'm so much better for those around me and I'm happy. I put myself first and it's the best thing that I could have ever done. So it's okay to do something just for you. And if you're feeling that desire, if you're feeling that pull, that's what you need to do. Sometimes it's those scary things that we're like, fuck, fuck, I got to do it. Number five, break your goal into smaller stages. So 
quit your all or nothing thinking is ultimately what I want to say about that is we fear to make big scary decisions like leaving a job, leaving a partner or changing a job, like making changes or even going for a job or going for a relationship, like all the different things, all the different stages and transitions is we can't see the whole picture. So we can't do it, right? Like maybe it's a good idea, but I don't know for sure. So I'm not going to do it, right? You don't have to see the whole staircase. So I'm going to try and say this analogy because I think it's a great one, but I just don't know how clear I get it across all the time. Maybe I should write it down next time so that I could just read it. But here goes. When you're driving at night, okay, so I'm in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Let's say I want to drive to Portage La Prairie, which is about 50 minutes away. And if I'm driving at night, I will be driving on the road, be driving on the highway, and my headlights can see out in front of me for about 150 meters or 150 feet. I don't know what the hell it is. I'll say 150 feet. And even though I have a general idea of how to get to Portage La Prairie, I don't need the entire road lit from Winnipeg to Portage La Prairie. I only need to see the next 150 feet. And then as my vehicle moves forward, the light is going to shine on the road in front of me, lighting up again, feet by feet, meter by meter, kilometer by kilometer. It's going to be lit as I move forward. But if I don't move forward, then the road beyond the 150 feet is not going to be lit. So I could say, well, I guess I can't go to Portage the Prairie because the, the, the road's not lit up. Right? Does that make any sense? <laughs> I think I did a better job that time. So I hope that wasn't like too crazy because that was good. That's one of those things where I'm like, me to myself, you should write that down. That was funny. So you don't need to see the whole road. You don't need to see the whole staircase. All you need to know is the very next step. This is where we make choices to live by faith. Just fucking do it. Life is too short. If you're listening to this and you need that push, just fucking do it. You don't need to see the whole road. You just need to take that first step. So stop your all or nothing thinking. Put your goals into smaller steps. Okay. Number six is mindset. Work on your mindset. All of the stuff that we have talked about so far is all a mindset message. You need to get it clear. Again, clarity, right? Getting clear. What, what makes me happy? What do I want to do? What do you want? Get clear on those. Work on your mindset. And then go through all of these things, giving yourself permission, compassion, love, doing something just for you and get your mindset strong. Get your mindset strong. It's like doing uh, a mindset workout before you go. When I started the gym, I was embarrassed and afraid to look like an idiot in the gym. And there was definitely a time, I think I only did it once, but I went to the gym, went on the treadmill because I know how to use a fucking treadmill. But when I was done, I walked around the gym. I didn't know how to use any other machine or anything. So I left. Eventually, a friend said to me, no one's looking at you. They're, everyone's thinking about themselves. And I remembered, oh, yeah, that's so true. So now I can hold on to that piece of advice, which was really good. But also, I needed to get into my head. What am I going to do? I needed to do the mindset work. I needed to think in advance. I needed to learn how to use the machines. I needed to do the mindset work. And then that leads to number seven, which is action. You need to take action. You can do all of this stuff that we've talked about so far, and you could just sit there and you're still not going to get anywhere. And the mindset, the invisible, the things that we don't see, everything eternal, that has to happen first. 
because everything starts from a thought. Everything comes from an idea or a feeling, and then it becomes part of the physical world. And it's the same thing with wanting to be happy in life, um, wanting to overcome fear in life, is we have to take action. Action is the antidote to fear. So take action and just do it. Just do it like Nike in 1988. Okay? That's it for today. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Miigwech, egose, merci. Please don't leave without hearing me tell you that you are worthy and your time is worthy, which is why I'm so happy you chose to listen to this podcast. If there was something in this message that resonated with you, please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story and tag me at jessicadumas01. Because if you found this helpful, your friends and your cousins will want to know about it. Until next time, decide you are worthy of what you want and go get it.